Welcome to Radio Boomers Live, the show about all things human from a baby boomer's perspective. All things hot and all things not. News, reviews, interviews, chat, text, and what's next. And here are your hosts, Risa Gray from Betty White's Off Their Rockers and Easy's dad, Jim Zuli. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Radio Boomers Live audience. Good morning, Rita, and we're rocking and rolling in 2021, aren't we? Wow. It's the new year. It's moving and grooving, and I'll, I'll tell you, I think, I think it's going to be a good year. You know, I mean, uh, it ended a little rough and rocky, but I think we're on our way to a, to a good year. I mean, uh, everybody's, uh, it, it, it's a country that adapts. And uh, and you find solutions, you know. And uh, I hope so. <laughs> I'm being positive, <laughs> Reese. You got to back me up here. <laughs> you got to say yeah. Okay. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> well, I think positively be... we should go into hot topics. <laughs> hot topic time already. All right, let's do it. See what's in the news. <laughs> And ripped from the headlines. Today's hot topic. Well, I will start off with something hopefully positive. There is a limited series out by Shonda Rhimes on Netflix called Bridgerton. And ladies, you need to watch Bridgerton. In this time of this trouble and stress and just just want to be somewhere else, Bridgerton is the place to go. It's a, a limited series that Chandra Rhymes adopted from a series of romance novels. And ladies, I'm talking serious romance novels here. It's on Netflix. It's, I think, eight episodes. It's great for binge watching. It's great for just being in another time and another place. So when you you want to do something and get away from what's going on in the world today, check out Bridgerton. The stars of it are lovely men and women. It's back in the age of uh, kings and queens and ladies and knights. And it's just a really good, good watch, ladies. Man, I'm sure you could enjoy it too, but ladies, really, this is oh, it's written by women, and it's um, produced by women, and it's just a lovely, lovely story. So that's my good hot topic. My bad. Well, my other hot topic is vaccines. I don't want to say it's bad. I hate shots. So a shot, any shot, is bad as far as I'm concerned. But the vaccines are out. They're rolling them out. If you're over 65, you need to find out where and when you can get your shots because this you're the next group that's available for them. But in the meantime, continue to wear your mask. And even if you get the vaccine, continue to wear your mask. Stay six feet apart. We all want to see 2022, don't we? So let's do everything we can to stay safe and to stay healthy. Jim, what's your hot topic? Yeah, that's right. We got to stay, stay safe, stay healthy. People are, uh, are adding up their debt for the uh, 
for the holidays, and uh, a lot of people shopped online, and it was a uh, about a 60% increase there. So they have uh, put together budgets, and there's a lot of information out. But uh, a lot of it was done on credit cards. Some people paid as they went, so that's good news. But uh, they they have uh, a lot of people out there that are helping you get through this uh and what you have to do is research the interest rates on your cards. A lot of on real times at the uh, uh, at the Capitol, uh, and they're finding out that uh, a, a lot of the Trump supporters were supporting, and a lot of the people that did the damage were uh, people that uh, were not Trump supporters, and uh, they're investigating that now. So we'll see what happens. Pelosi losing face for uh, her efforts to impeach Trump. A lot of people, big percentage of the country it doesn't want that to happen so and u.s uh we have uh top concerns for this some of the people in this uh security departments are china uh, leslie stahl confronts pelosi on her stimulus check obstruction but the stimulus checks uh according to the irs the treasury announced that the stimulus payments uh, would be starting uh via direct deposits december 29th so some of you may already be getting this uh, this stuff. Two thousand dollars for uh, for a single person, and you have to check and see. Married couples will be uh, be a lot more. I think it's double, but uh, check your amounts, and uh, you can go to a government site and see if you're if you don't receive your funds, you can check with them. Scientists want to uh, to they 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 want to change something. It sounds kind of complicated to me. They want to change the minute to fifty nine seconds. They believe it'll be uh, be the best way to uh, register time. Uh, to me, it sounds like they're going to have to change a lot of clocks. Two hundred billion wiped out. Uh, just t- definitely. It looks. I'm looking over this. Like, are you kidding? Two hundred billion wiped off cryptocurrency market in twenty four hours as Bitcoin pulls back. Wow, I don't know about that stuff. I mean, I, I know a lot of people going into it, but I don't understand it, so I'm not going to comment about it. Stimulus on the way, um, and and like I said, you guys check with the IRS uh, sites and and see where that's going because then there's another a group, an investment group that says it won't be out till February. Uh, interest rates on homes really low. Uh, there's rumors that they might go up and. Some later in the year, but we're looking at 2.26. Now that's uh, and then a 15 year is 2.2 percent if you can handle a 15 year, but payments are going to be higher. But uh, overall, easier to qualify if you have a lower rate because your payments are lower. But then again, it's qualifying that sometimes can be difficult. You have to have enough income, credit score. I think you're looking at 650 or higher. You want to be in the seven percent range. Going into 2021 with over 3,000 adults survey, over 38% said they will spend uh, their time in, you know, overlooking a survival mode, keeping uh, keeping things straight, watching the budget, keeping some money in the bank. It's a good time to have a little money in the bank for backup. Uh, stock up on things in case anything happens. You know, it's always good to stock up in case there's a shortage. But don't overdo it because... Uh, I did that, and I wound up with too much stuff, too many turkeys in the oven, <laughs> or chickens <laughs> in the freezer. I'll put it that way. Reef, how long? How long can you keep a chicken in the freezer? 
I'm one of those people that as long as it doesn't have freezer burn, it's good to me. So, oh, so a year's okay. Oh, year's okay. So okay, we're not we're not looking at Retha cook time. Advice from Retha. <laughs> no, that's well, not no. the show we're going to be looking at. Right. So with no. that commercial, and then uh, we'll see. We're going to have an interesting guest today. Uh, Are you tired of doing business the hard way? Is building your business taking too much time and energy? We can help. Introducing your ultimate solution, EasyWay Business Membership. We're a full-service digital marketing solution specializing in branding and marketing, advertising, and introductions to CEOs and influencers that can help your business thrive. Problem solved. Now you can hire our award-winning team to work for your business. We've received many prestigious awards, including the Digital Trailblazer Award by Hollywood Weekly Magazine, and we've been recognized by Congress. For just $11 a day, you'll get more exposure, reach more clients by next month, guaranteed. Here's how it works. You pay one low annual fee of $4,000, and you'll receive consulting, branding, marketing, advertising, social media support, product placement, and business introductions to help your business grow exponentially. And if you need more, we offer SEO, commercial, TV exposure, and much more for an additional rate. To recap, for just $11 a day annual membership fee, you'll receive branding, consulting, business-to-business introductions, advertising, and social media support. But don't take our word for it. Here's what our customers say. We've been working with EasyWay, Eric, for the last six months, and literally, we are slammed with work (laughs) for two months straight, so his marketing definitely works. To learn more, visit EasyWayNetwork.com or contact us at 877-399-2929. And don't forget to follow us on social media. On Facebook at EasyWay Network, Twitter at EasyWay Broadcast, and YouTube at EasyWay TV. The BrainTap is a unique headset that combines light and sound frequencies with guided meditations. Dr. Patrick Porter, inventor of BrainTap and member of our faculty, has created 20 to 30 minute course reviews for many of our courses. Before starting a course or at any point before taking the exam, you can put on your BrainTap, close your eyes, and begin your course review. Brain tapping guides your mind from an awake, reactionary mind into an intuitive, creative state, then to a place where super learning and healing can occur, with the outcome being a heightened state of consciousness with crystal clear focus. Relax with scientifically proven techniques that create a symphony of brainwave activity, a feeling of calm focus that's just right for learning and productivity. Each session is designed with brainwave balance in mind. Some audio sessions have dual voice processing, which means you may hear two voices speaking at the same time. This technique is used for inspiring left and right brain balance. And we're back. I I think Ruthie and and I should tap in the brain tap and get our brains circulated. uh, Absolutely. We got to get sharper with brain tap. But we have a very interesting and intriguing guest today. He's donated his life to uh, helping others. And uh, I want to bring him on a U.S. Uh, law enforcement first responder and athletic trainer with over 20 years' experience. Works with a top team of law enforcement leaders, coaches, athletes, and trainers that make us uh, at Safer Schools Foundation. 
with the mission of keeping our youth in schools and in communities as safe as possible while building strong characters in youth, which is very important. So talking about an interesting and intriguing individual, TJ, are you on with us? I sure am. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, TJ. And this is Retha Gray, Retha TJ. Good morning, TJ. Good morning, Retha. Thank you, folks, for having me on. Uh, It's a blessing. Thank you. Well, sure enough, TJ. And I want to thank you for coming on because I know you've got a busy schedule. So you can just slow down and relax because you're on with Retha and I. And like I say, this is like Eric's show, only in slow motion. We're just a couple of retirees that are taking it slow and easy. But I guess you're natural, right, TJ? You're always keeping moving and busy. Um, so what's going on in your life? And uh, what took TJ down the path that he's that he's going down? Because you're, uh, you're in the helping people get in shape and uh, you're a first responder. What, what kind of brought you into these fields? That's a good question. Um, interesting enough, I've uh, been training with law enforcement, uh, military, and first responders a little over 20 years. Um, our team went to work on a project, Jim, uh, roughly maybe 13 years ago. We wanted to design a training system uh, that would keep our law enforcement uh, and first responders at their mental and physical um, second to none and had to keep them in the best condition they could possibly be in. So we designed, and this took a long time, but uh, again, we designed a training system that could not only be used by a first responder, but it can be used by any human being in the world. It's a self-spotting system. It's done in a team setting, and uh, it's just phenomenal, to be honest with you. So as we were traveling the nation putting together this training system, Jim, everywhere we would go, when we were done training with the first responders, the law enforcement officers, um, the athletes, there was always a group of their children with friends that were at the at the training session, so to speak. And when we were done, uh, they would always ask us the same question. Hey, we, that looks fun. Uh, looks pretty amazing. Can we try it? And as we were standing there, our response was always the same, absolutely. So we would put uh, their kids, maybe four, eight, 12 of them at a time on this training system. And, Jim, we always stay in the town that we're visiting, usually about three days. So when we would be done training these kids, the following day we would get a phone call saying, hey, would you guys mind coming back? We uh, we now have 50 kids that want to come in and, and give this thing a go. So what happened, Jim, is it became very obvious to us quickly that this was the perfect gathering point. The youth were not only excited to come, but they were telling their friends to come. So what we did is we put together a program. Um, it's now the top program in the nation. Um assembled uh, from the law enforcement leaders across the country to teach our kids how to become and how to remain safe, um, how to uh, really teach them a platform on anti-bullying, suicide awareness, and well-being. And it's all done around building a strong character, just just really, really infusing in the kids of this country um, the importance of making good decisions and building and maintaining a strong character. And it just took off from there. The results have been profound and I'm just humbled to be a part of it, to be honest with you. So you have how many days? How many days are the children actually engaged in the program? Okay, that's a great question. Uh, what we do, uh, Rita, is it's, an, it's a 15-week program. So we have with Safer Schools Foundation, and I'll say this while I'm thinking about anybody that's listening and wants to see who we are, uh, you can go to saferschoolsfoundation.org and you can see who we are. The reason what we do is as it is our goal and it's been our team's goal from day one that there's not a student 
not a youth in this entire nation that will not have access to this program. So whenever we get a, a school or a facility that says, you know what, this is amazing, the impact is profound, uh, they contact our grant writer, uh, our fundraiser out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, his name is Manuel Gutierrez. He's just a fantastic guy. We raise the funding and we donate our program to the school. It's never been about money and it never will be. Uh, it's about it's about reaching our youth. So it's a 15-week program, Rita, and the students go through it. Um, we deliver the, the entire system. We bring in the exercise equipment. Um, there's a study guide that goes with it. Our, our entire team actually flies in from across the nation. We go spend the entire wow. day, and we wow. teach the entire staff, the local law enforcement. We teach our program. And when we leave, they have the workbook, they have the study guide, they have everything they need to run this program. Besides that, they have 24-7 access to myself and our entire team of law enforcement trainers across the nation. We don't just fly in and leave. I've never had a desire to have a cookie-cutter program, so to speak. Um, yeah. There's a lot of programs out there. There's a lot of them that are good. I, I'm not demeaning any program. Let's be honest here. There is a lot of youth in our nation that are so lost. There are so many youth that are so good good, good young people. They just need guidance yeah. and they need direction. And that's what this program is. So it's that's, a 15-week program. Gonna, and, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's what I was going to ask ahead. you, TJ, is what do you see out there? I mean, when you're talking about youth, what's your age real quick? What are the ages you're working with? I'll tell you what, Jim. I've trained, uh, we work with youth as young as 10 years old uh, all the way to through college. Um, wow. We start with them as young. You can't reach them young enough. And that's the thing about this self-spotting system. It is it's profound. You can you can train four United States law enforcement officers on it in 24 minutes, and they're going to receive the greatest physical conditioning of their life. It's been done a thousand times. When they step off, we can bring four of their children in, ranging from 10 years old to 15. Obviously, the training changes a little bit, but it's a self-spotting system. It has no cables, no moving plates, no weights. And these kids get on here, and what's happening is, they are all of a sudden, within about three minutes, and no exaggeration, it does not take three minutes, but all of a sudden these kids are motivating one another, and they're, they're, they're working as a team. And pretty okay. soon you're watching kids that wouldn't even talk to each other in the high school or the middle school always. They might avoid each other, never really know each other. Pretty soon they're coming back week after week. They're building friendships, and all of a sudden you've got kids that are encouraging one another. Kids that might be in a bullying them. situation, all of a sudden not bullying one another, but uplifting one another. It's changing communities is what it's doing, and it's, and it's awesome. From the exercise and the counseling and so on and so forth, what, what are you seeing when you run across these kids, the, the main concerns that you're seeing? Is it, is it kind of like a, they're, um, a drug, drug issues with them or their stress issues with the young kids? Or what do you see that, uh, that kind of stands out? Well, I'll tell you, there's a couple of things that really, that really stand out right now. Um, especially in the, in the last year that we just had, there's a lot of kids that, you know, it's never really changed. I don't think Jim, from when we were young, kids are look. They always we've always looked for acceptance to be a part, and kids just they they may not come out and say it, but Jim, bottom line, kids need and they want to be loved. It's no different than yeah. you. It's no different than I. It's no different than Rita. We all need to be loved and a part of something. So what I'm finding out now, we're seeing a huge thing is that the schools closed and and sports are closed and. Kids are looking to be involved in something. But you know what? The sad part is is they're finding things that are not in their best interest to be involved in. Um, 
and it's a and it's a sad, sad thing. And, and when we get our program into a situation, just for an example, part of our program, uh, one of the training tiers that we have is called Cops and Kids Bridging the Gap. So I want you to visualize this. Every week, the local law enforcement officers, they rotate, and they come into the school at a set hour, and they train on this equipment with the kids. And here's what's happened. These law enforcement officers are coming in, and in a matter of about two to three sessions, um, I have law enforcement officers that email and call me continually saying, you're not going to believe what's happened. I said, tell me. And they said, man, uh, these kids that on, when we'd see them on the streets and, and they would disrespect us or they would have nothing to do with us, these are the same kids they're training with on a weekly basis on this program. And all of a sudden, there's a relationship and a respect being built. And Officer sure. Winter from Olympia, Washington, told me, he says, you're not going to believe it, but this is keeping us safer on the streets because these kids are all of a sudden seeing that, you know what, we're husbands and we're wives, we're moms and we're dads, we're no different than, than they are, and we're actually yeah. on their side. And it's yeah. profound, so it's awesome. They had something like that with the police got in the, the hip-hop dancing and stuff with some of these groups, and they uh, – you know, started partnering up, and they they found out that they have yeah, just like you're talking about, they they're people like anybody else, and uh, so now we're going to jump over to the first responders, which I was in that category. I was fireman in Chicago suburb there, and uh, what what do you see there? Because one of the issues I saw was stress and uh, drinking and so on sometimes with some of the people, and uh, what are you seeing out here with the first responders? Well, I'm seeing a lot of that. I'm seeing, uh, unfortunately and sadly enough, I'm seeing a lot of time uh, symptoms of uh, PTSD, to be honest with you, uh, even yeah. officers that are that are active duty and on the job. We have a program that we actually that we actually are, are getting ready to, to possibly work alongside AMVETS of California. We, we created it just because of the overwhelming number of, of officers and, and even military veterans that, and again, there's many good programs out there, but for some reason, uh, these many, many good programs are not touching upon uh, the effects and really, really the solution. So we designed a program that's called T11-1. Uh, goes along with this exercise piece. We have we have first responders that will come in that are missing two legs, and they can still roll their wheelchair up to this thing. They work out on it, uh, 30 minutes of exercise, and the, the endorphin volcano that goes off in the brain, the feel-good chemicals is just overwhelming. And then they sit down and they have a 30-minute educational and research, just a class, so to speak, really diving in and talking to one another to deal with it. And I see it with first responders daily. Uh, they feel, no. Jim, I hate to say, a lot of them feel defeated. They feel like their own communities kind of have gone against them uh, just because of all the social media and, and everything that you see on, on stuff that, that's, that's just always yeah. such a negative, negative blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh... – my so is this a, a program that takes place during their work hours or after work? Does it come through their enforcement agency? Yeah, it's a good question. And you know what we did is, is we designed this program to where we leave it up to the individual community and the school with the full understanding everybody's schedules are different. Um, I was up training a SWAT team up in Washington State. This has been a few number of years ago now. And um, long story short, uh, their, um, their chief of police gave their police department the full green light to where they come into the schools on their work shift. So they rotate. They come in and they spend an hour with the students once a week. And we teach seven training tiers, Rita. Um, like I said, a big one is, is part of the uh, enough is enough, the voice against bullying 
and we talked to him about social media, cyber safety and awareness, um, situational awareness, safety and security. But the program can be run. It's perfect for during school, after school, weekends. There's no wrong time to do it. Um, the biggest thing is it's a it's a one hour program. You can do it once a week. It's designed for a minimum of once a week. We have students that want to come every day. Um, it is just something that these kids so look forward to. What I love about it is it's built around building strong character. Every week is 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 focused on a strong character trait. If we give every youth, every officer, every teacher, every adult the focus that week of focusing for the next seven days on that certain character trait, and then we come back and we talk about that next week. And the, the results are, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not too man enough to admit, I've, I've cried a number of times when I hear the results. It, it just overwhelms my heart with joy. I'm hearing good decisions being made. Kids that are choosing <laughs> not to join a gang because of it. It's just it's just good stuff. There's it's nothing amazing good that comes from it. It's amazing what you're doing. Nothing good, exactly. Nothing good comes out of it. It's all positive. And, you know, just real quick, I want to touch it. Your equipment is pretty nice. I mean, we we met a, a years ago uh, at the uh, it was the basketball stadium there, I, I believe it was, and you had all your equipment outside there, right? Well, Center Los Angeles. Staples oh, no, Center. Yeah. Equipment is second to none. No, we, well, you got we first class this, equipment. This equipment's incredible. And what I love yeah. about this thing, Jim, as I said, it's this is set up to. It was purposely designed to be done in a small group setting, so we can train anywhere very comfortably. A uh, four. Um, and if they order the extra-large unit, up to 50 students at a time, smoothly. So you get kids from all different backgrounds. I just love it. You'll get kids that, like I said, some are coming into the same class that are very wealthy. Some are coming in that, quite honestly, they, they really don't know what tomorrow holds. And you're just watching an amazing thing. After about, like, three weeks of this thing, these kids are not only there every week, but they're becoming friends with each other. They're encouraging one another. And this is what this nation needs. We have enough division. We have yeah, enough, exactly. enough yeah. division. We need to come together. And that's, I guess, the bottom line. That is why this thing was designed. And, and, and not only yeah. that, but it's working. And we're, we're watching it. Oh, yeah. So where are you heading next, TJ? I mean, for the group uh, and the exercise equipment and, and the kids. Where, where are you heading next? You know, uh, as soon as uh, the COVID restrictions lift, we have a powerful event coming down to Los Angeles. Actually, uh, we're donating our entire system. Uh, to an aeronautical museum down there. Well, you, you know, a trip I met you on, Jim, um, down in Los Angeles. I trained an NFL veteran down there, just a wonderful man. His name is Paul Pratt. He played uh, with the Detroit Lions. And yeah. uh, he's going to actually be one of the main trainers for the program down in Los Angeles. So we're hoping to have two programs the same week. Uh, when we get done donating the program down there uh, to the aeronautical museum, working with the kids, uh, we're going to hopefully uh, donate the program to AMVETS of California. Uh, and open oh, cool. up the eleven one working with our veterans and first responders, uh, and dealing with the dramatic effects of PTSD. Well, I'm in, uh, TJ. I'm, I'll bring the camera down there and interview you and film your equipment and everything. So I'm um, I'm with you. That sounds great. And I, I was going to say, TJ, if there's anyone interested in being involved in the program that you that you're already going to be bringing here, or if they want to be involved in the program anywhere, how do they get in touch and um, find out when you'll be in the area. Yeah, yeah very simple. Uh, Rita, we go to our, our website, saferschoolsfoundation.org. And I'll say that again, our website, saferschoolsfoundation.org. All of our information is on there. You can see our law enforcement team. You can see who we've partnered up with. And at the very bottom of the page, uh, you will see contact information. 
Um, you can call the cell phone number on there. You can email us, and we always respond within 24 hours. And we, we love to talk with people. And if somebody's interested, we go to work on their behalf. We raise the funding. We get them the program, and we let this program do the good that it's intended to do. I've got a program I'm going to hook you up with, and uh, we're going to talk talk later, maybe later today. And uh, I'm going to hook you up with uh, with something. We'll talk about it. That sounds awesome. great. Yeah. And uh, we got to get Reese on that exercise equipment. Uh, she's sitting around the house there, not getting out doing her auditions like she used to, right, Reese? <laughs> it's true. It's true. I need to exercise. Well, and, and I, I, I know the perfect ask. program. This program is for, I'm going to say this program is for boys and girls, men and women. I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, it, it is for every human being out there that has the breath of life in them. I'm going to share a story with you real quick. My wife, and God love her, I've been married almost 25 years. And when I first started this training, you know, it, you would tell maybe one or two people, and they would go tell 50 people literally within 30 days it's that good. So wow. my wife used to work at a, at a bank, and she told everybody it comes through the drive-thru. And I'll tell you what, I used to have women. And I just want to share this quick story. I had a, a, just a, a one lady that used to come with me with horrible hip pain. She says, TJ, I, I can't sleep at night. My hips hurt, body hurts. She goes, do you think this thing will help me? I said, I don't know. I said, I, I can guarantee you. I said, I, I don't think so. I know so. Within 65, go. maybe 75 days, she came up to me like a kid at Christmas. She says she no longer has pain in her hips. She's sleeping through the night. And I mean the stories of people that are flushing their pain medications down the toilet because of this training. People are getting off of pain medications because of this. What we have designed here, I mean, it took over 10 years to design the training methodology itself. But once it was done, uh, I'll tell you what, if you come to the training session with Jim, and he's already committed to coming, so I know he's a man of his word and he'll be there. Reason, you come down, and I'll personally train you, and I'll tell you right now, you'll be hooked. And this will be something you'll do for the rest of your life. I guarantee. See, there you go, Reese. How about that, huh? All right. All right. All right. Well, that sounds that sounds good, TJ. I love it, and uh, I want to thank you for coming on with us. And uh, uh, we're, you know, I totally support what you do, and I want to see. What's the date on that again? You know, Jim, we actually like the rest of the nation. We just have to wait as kind of see how COVID. Got to wait. Out. Okay, I got you. I got yeah. you. All right. Yeah, yeah we got to wait and see what's going on. Yeah. Okay. So that's All right. So we'll, we'll, rock and roll. we'll we'll be in touch and uh, and we'll, hey. I want to have you, have you back on and see what's going on. Keep up to date with everything. This is amazing. Congratulations on everything you've done. It's, it's helped so many people. That sounds right. God bless you guys. Stay safe, and I look forward to speaking and seeing with you sooner or later. All right. All right. Well, God bless you, Jake. we got to get you on that on that machine. We got to get you on the machine. What do you think? <laughs> Sounds great to me. Yep. Yep. We're gonna exercise is the key though. But uh with that let's do a commercial and uh see what's going on with Carmelita's Corner later. All right. All righty. Welcome to EasyWayBroadcasting.com, your one stop shop getaway to corporate Hollywood. EasyWay specializes in red carpets and will enhance your experience. EasyWayBroadcasting.com is top ranked on Alexa and houses the EasyWay TV Film On Channel, podcast radio station, and EasyWay Magazine. Learn more about the beautiful EasyWay Angels and follow their events calendar. For more information, visit EasyWayBroadcasting.com and click on About Us or call 424 
209-9290. Don't forget to subscribe to the website and follow Easy Way on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for amazing updates and opportunities. Remember, that's letter E and letter Z because, well, we do it the easy way. Looking to grow and align your brand with celebrities and other established brands? Your brand is all about your entire customer experience. Everything from your logo, your website, your social media experiences, the way you answer the phone, to the way your customers experience your staff. So why not let us help you get your branding right from the start? At EasyWay Promotions, we are a new class of professionals providing first-class online branding, promotion, social media, website development, editing, graphic design, public relations, media, SEO, and online advertising to give your business the competitive edge to stand out. Our highly experienced experts will not only help you increase your online presence, but also provide you with a proven online strategy to help you increase the value of your company and make acquiring new customers easier. So what are you waiting for? Contact us today and let us help you grow your business exponentially. For more information, contact 424-209-9290 or visit easywaypromotions.com. That's letter E, letter Z. We also encourage you to like our Facebook page at Easy Way Promotions. You are about to experience Carmelita's Corner. Carmelita's song, Rosebud, made it to the top 40s with the godfather of soul, James Brown. She's the founder of the Rose Breast Cancer Society. Now here's your host, Carmelita Pittman. Well, hello there, Radio Land. I hope you're feeling grand. I am. I've got a wonderful guest coming your way today, and her name is Audrey Angel Sherborne. Most of her friends know her as Angel, and she professionally went by the name of Lee Angel, which uh, was the name that she danced by around the world. And um, she's also associated with uh, the late and great Little Richard, uh, and um of course, he doesn't leave that much introduction, uh, household name, but the relationship that she has had with Little Richard over the years is a story unto itself. Just amazing, a wonderful, wonderful friendship and love. And I'm going to let her talk about her love, but before I do that, I want to sing her a happy birthday because tomorrow is her birthday. So Marilyn Monroe uh, style, we go, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, angel. Happy birthday to you. And now, Stevie, happy birthday to you. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get a little bit of Stevie in there. And good morning and happy birthday, my darling. 
How are you doing this morning? Feeling great. You know what? We did great to get you up this morning, didn't we? I was awake. I gave you your wake-up call this morning. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I know you're accustomed to that showbiz life, you know, where... Where most entertainers, you don't want to you don't want to call them before eleven o'clock in the morning. Uh, if you don't want to get chewed out, you know. Yeah. But uh, but uh, I know that that you were expecting this interview today, and I'm so happy that you're here with us to celebrate. And uh, you're looking good. Uh, last year we celebrated together while. We still could before this pandemic came out. Oh my God! I don't know when it's going to go away. But, but when people point, start praying, yes. Well, we it, if it didn't do anything else, it sure has shaken up the world, and there's a lot more people praying than that were praying before. So, if nothing else, it's brought that much of us together. You know, and we uh, can go out and buy toilet paper. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what? I got a, a funny email from H. B. Barnum. He said, uh, "I need a roll of toilet paper," and I, I looked at this photograph of, and I was beginning to think, "Oh my God, H. B. He should have all kinds of toilet paper." Yeah. Uh, but he he sent this photograph when he he said he was down to one roll. You should have seen how big the roll was. The, yeah, there, the, there, there were, the, the roll, the roll was like about the size of a tire. It was huge. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God! I, anyway. I know the uh, shamans just brought out a one roll, uh, one roll of six rolls of toilet paper. Mhm. Yeah. Well, it's one thing that uh, is a luxury item, really. Believe it or not, in some countries they don't have toilet paper. Uh, you know that kind of reminds I worked me. Of, in, I, I worked in Germany, mm-hmm. and my choice of toilet paper was that what they give you for toilet paper in Germany was like sandpaper. Mm-hmm. And I started but, having to buy boxes of Kleenex. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I was in Mexico, um, you know, everybody has humor wherever you go. And uh, the, the joke was to, to, uh, told to me in Spanish, but basically uh, what uh, the, the premise was was that there were two people who were trying to get into America from Mexico, and the authorities happened to come across them, but one of them had to go, you know, do his business, so he had to find a, a, the nearest tree. So he wasn't there when the other two were confronted uh by by the um, the authorities and so <laughs> anyway um one of them you know when they were uh, asked uh said uh, to the question where are your papers um well the Me? other person who was missing uh came up and they said uh, well he he doesn't need any papers he uses rocks uh. <laughs> 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 yeah well <laughs> to, to 
each is, to each his own. Uh, speaking of bathroom stories, when I was in China, you know, this was many years ago during the 80s. Uh, I was very fortunate to have a trip that was sponsored by my mother, which took me from one end of China to the other end along the Marco Polo Silk Route. And so I was with a group of Americans where we were actually the first Americans to go to certain places in, in remote places in China. And a lot of people are not aware, but there are over 250 minority tribes in China. Just because they're, they're Chinese, they're not all the same. They have different customs. They have diff, uh, different uh, forms of languages, uh, different styles of clothing, and so on. And it was really quite interesting. We went to a place called Juzaigu, and like I said, we were the first uh, Americans there. And we did stop along the way to other countries. But, uh, you know, when we were, you know, being hosted by some of the locals, I remember asking, you know, because it's our custom here in America to ask if you can use the restroom, right? And uh, the host, uh, the translator actually for the host told me, says, well, there is no bathroom. And uh, so that's at at the point where I had to also look for the nearest tree (laughs) and and hope nobody was looking. But the thing was, is it wasn't really quite comfortable because the cows were nearby. And I just was hoping they didn't get too curious, you know. Uh, while I was busy, but you know we could go on and on about bathroom stories. I know, I know that uh, you didn't come on my show to talk about that, and um, but it is a conversational show. So, Dominita, oh, um, I have a good one to add to that one. Uh, okay, I flew from here to New York City. Mm-hmm. By the time I got off the plane, I was doing the dance, mm-hmm. and when I got around the corner to get to the ladies' room. The line was out the door. Oh, my goodness. Now, and there comes one man in, one man out. I walked into the men's room and said, zip it up, woman coming through. <laughs> <laughs> well, that reminds me of the time when I was downtown, and uh, there was a huge event, and there was no, you know, no facilities really available. Um, and so I and I really needed to use the restroom. So there was somebody who said, "Well, I'll stand by." A very nice gentleman who who said that he would guard the door while I used the men's room. And then I heard somebody say uh, when he told them, "Well, there, you can't go in now. There's a lady in there." And then then uh, they said, "Well, what does she look like?" chapter in your book about about uh, bathroom stories <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, but tell us something else we got to get off this subject um <laughs> one thing we have to do and i know you're very you love uh, the higher power i remember going actually 
to your baptism and little Richard sitting next to me in the church aisle, uh, as, you know, as you were actually baptized, and I know that you love the Lord. And that is one of the things that is so beautiful about you is, uh, you know, that light that you keep uh, on around you uh, because I think that's where we have such a great connection. I feel like you're a sister to me from another mother. You know, we just have a lot in common in many ways. Yeah. Listen, if I didn't learn, if I didn't go to Sunday school, I didn't get dinner because I couldn't sit down. Mm. You remember the southern <laughs> switches? Oh yeah. I wore I wore a few of them out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but when I think of myself today, if it wasn't for my stepmother, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Mhm. Well, she sounded like a very good woman from what you've told me before. You know, it never came out. But in the 30s, late 30s, early 40s, black women were butchered. They were given, uh, um, they couldn't have children. Um, My stepmother was one of those ladies. Yes, no. it's really sad. Yes, it's re- I remember you telling me that story. Now, your now your actual mother was a Caucasian. Uh, she was English. Uh, she was English, and and you know yeah. you do still have that slight English uh, accent. accent. And yeah, I, I love to, I yeah I love to listen to you speak. I love your the way you speak. But, you know, it's really quite sad, that portion of American history where many black women, as you said, were butchered um, uh, so that they would not be able to reproduce children. And I think that is so tragic. There's another thing that happened, you know, it's called epigenics. Um, it, It also occurred. It's another part of our dark chapter of our history, you know, that's connected to that. But, you know, we don't really have a whole lot of time, uh, and I do want to give a shout-out to Charles Connor. Uh, you and I both spoke to him last night. He's yes. 87 years young, right? 86. 86, you're well pushing 87. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think a lot of people do not realize what he did for rock and rock roll. Rock and roll. And uh, and he did come on my show uh, some time ago as a guest, and I remember him talking about what gave him the inspiration for that drum beat, because he would listen to the the railroad the the choo choo train, you know, and he and he and he picked that up. And uh, if anybody really listens to Little Richard's music, they would hear Charles Connor. On uh, the bat, on the drums with that beat, and he made that beat famous. But tell him about, tell the audience about Charles's role in you being introduced to Little Richard. Tell them what happened when Little well, Richard was, looked out the window. I was born in Savannah, Georgia, mm-hmm. and I hated Little Richard's music. Oh boy. 
So everybody in high school knew I was not going to the concert that night. In steps my stepmother. My stepmother would always tell me when I was going to school that there would be a bill and money for me to go downtown and pay it, which I hadn't planned on doing when I left the school. So now I'm going downtown to pay the bill. And some guy came over to me and says, Little Richard wants to meet you. Does he know I'm a girl? My reaction. But I went. Mm-hmm. And now it's 64 years later. Well, I thought the beauty of the story is that you said that Charles Connor was in the room with little Richard. Oh, yeah, Charles, Charles Connor was in the room when Richard saw me mm-hmm. walking down the street. Mm-hmm. And I just found this out lately. Charles told me he never saw a man fall in love so fast in his life. Well, you know, your story is so amazing. And, you know, the fact that it, your friendship, I mean, because it is a friendship, endured so long. Years. 64 years. I mean, some people haven't been on earth that long, you know. And the thing you said that before he left the planet, he left the earthly stage, he said something so significant to you. Can you tell the audience what he told you before he a left? Year, a year ago on my birthday, mm-hmm. Richard called me to wish me a happy birthday. And the last words I heard from Richard was, I love you. Now, isn't that beautiful? And I know that's something that will stay with you forever. Especially on my birthdays. Exactly. Well, listen, Angel, I I have one eye on the clock, and time goes so fast when you're having fun. And I always enjoy having you on as a guest. Um, But we're going to have to hit the road. Uh, You know, like I always say, I like getting on my horse uh, and riding off into the sunset, and you can choose whichever way you would like to leave. But I want to thank you for coming on Carmelita's Corner on the Easy Network, Broadcasting Network, and uh, you're always welcome as a guest here. Oh, thank you. Okay. And we got to finish my book. Yes, we must Carmelita is is uh, writing my book. Okay. <laughs> With no secrets here, folks. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love you, and I'll speak with you later. I love you too, hon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Smartphone, cell phone, PC, Mac, tablet, iPad. That's right. It's tech time. Well, the big tech companies have been in the news over the last few days and weeks. There's been a lot of controversy about checks and tweets and Facebook things, posts being sent out that were said to incite people to riot because the run of the Capitol building and has caused for several of people's social media platforms being taken down. 
Now, there has been a, a law in place that said that tech companies cannot be sued for the content on the tech companies. So they pretty much needed to self-censor themselves. They have been censoring themselves. A lot of people say they've been censoring unfairly. They admittedly lean to the left, and they admittedly probably censor a little to the left. They've recently uh, taken down President Trump's tweet, Twitter page, and I'm not sure his Facebook page, but they've taken down posts from conservatives. They've taken down conservative sites. And recently, they, a lot of the conservatives moved to another platform. Well, the big tech companies have kind of formed an agreement that they would not honor the new platform that these people have moved to so that ultimately it will cause the site to shut down because people can't access the app to be able to communicate with it. Now, we're going to have to make up our minds in America. Either we're going to do heavy censorship like the communist countries do, and they literally block off certain things from being seen in their country. And in a sense, Facebook and Twitter and those other social media sites have been doing the same thing because if you don't send out the tweet or send out the Facebook post, it just sits on a server and nobody sees it. That's a form of censorship. We've got a problem right now, and I don't know how it's going to be solved, but I believe that one of you out there in the Twitter sphere and Facebook Twitter and all of these places that with all that brain power, somebody knows how there can be a fair way of limiting some of the propaganda that may be from foreign dissidents, that might be from people who are in countries that hate Americans, people that are running scams on people. All of this stuff is going to have to be censored. What's the answer? I don't know. But for right now, keep your tweets clean. Uh, We've got enough division in this nation right now. Try to just stay neutral. And I, I just beg everyone, love one another. Let's Loving one another will get us through this. And someone earlier said we need to pray. We need to pray and love one another, and we will get through this. So no matter what side that you stand on as far as the citizenship is concerned or how you feel about social media, pray. Love one another. And one of you geniuses, you come up with an answer to a solution to this problem. That's my tech time for today. Let's move on to Jim's Gyms. Okay, baby, okay, boomers, baby boomers, it's time it's for Jim's. From Jim. Yes, be prepared for retirement. Some of the tips that I uh, found, be prepared for early. uh, Some of the concerns they had was being prepared for early and unplanned retirement. Some people uh, are giving their retirement slips a little er earlier than they plan on. Deal with uh, debt ASAP. Okay, prepare 
a health insurance strategy, maximize your health savings account, know your retirement income options, uh, practice retirement spending now, do not overspend, stay healthy. Uh, if you stay healthy, reduce those costs of the health situations. Uh, put a solid budget together, focus and stay with it. All right, stop spending and start savings. These are just some of my things that I've gone through. Pay bills in advance. Okay, uh, one of my plans is you keep, jump on top of it. Sit down with a pencil and paper and go over it, you know, what the bills are. I get a notebook, and in a notebook you have left column what comes in, the right column is what goes out. And you add them all up and see how they balance out. Hopefully the left column will be a little bit more. Another thing is, uh, we talked about this before, you got your basic monthly bills that come in. Uh, on the credit cards, you try to hit them uh, or redo them so you get lower interest rates. Concentrate and focus. That's the key. Focus on those uh, on those credit card bill for wherever it's at. You know, you say you got one at a uh, certain department store. Well, stop going out spending. You don't have to spend anymore. It accumulates too much stuff in your house. So you just focus on not making the payment. Forget the basic payments, a waste of time. Make that basic, but add to it. Keep adding to it as much as you can and knock off the bigger cards, and then you go on to the next one, next one. Before you know it, if you really focus on it, those cards will be gone. And then you take your monthly utility bills, gas, electric, water, whatever, and if your bill is, say, $50, for say a water bill or a gas bill, never pay the 50, pay maybe uh, the 50 plus another 50%. So you pay 75 or if you can afford it, pretend your, your, say your water bill is a hundred dollars a month and that's it. hundred dollars. You have to pay it. Uh, and, and you just put it in your head automatically. That's what the bill is. And that, and, and if the water company contacts you, you instead of your water bill double, well, you might complain, but you'll pay it. And you'll get used to it. Well, if you do that, if you could pay, say say you can afford it. Say you can afford a $50 bill, and then you throw an extra 50 on it and because you cut back on a lot of the miscellaneous spending. So you take your $50 bill, you make $100 a month, and you get used to it. You just pay it. Well, after time, after uh, paying that extra $100, that's an extra $50 you paid for in 12 months goes by fast. It goes by like a boy can die. All of a sudden, you wake up in the morning and, and you did that with your gas bill, which could be 30 to $80 a month, whatever, $100, depending if you have the furnace blasting all the time. And you do that to uh, several of your bills. You just get used to it. And you, you just double up on the, on the utility bills. And before you know it, 12 months has gone by, and you are now one year ahead on your bills, on your basic bills that come in every month, if if they're not too big. I mean, if you have a $250, $300 electric bill, you're not going to be doubling up on that probably. But you can add to it. Just add maybe 25%, maybe 50% to it. And, you know, before you know it, you're at least two or three months ahead. And that you could do easy. And and you go on from there, and uh, and and that's one of the programs I have. And you make it. I I have a couple like that. They're not monthly, but they're a pain in the neck. You know, like a a, a light bill. I belong to a lake, so I get, you got to pay that every six months. And you know the waste management. That's not a monthly bill, but oh geez, there's that bill again. Every it comes in every three months. So 
you start paying those every month instead of every uh, three or six months. And that you can get ahead really quick a year in advance when you start adding to that. Then you don't have to worry about that bill coming in. And it comes in once a year, just pay it. That's done for the year. Utilities are done for the year. So it's easy to get it. Sounds like a lot, but it's easy to get a year ahead on your bills if you just take a little extra and put it towards it. And anyway, I had another report for you. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to give you that next uh, next month. It's it's different investments for baby boomers, but I think we're out of time for it. It's 11 o'clock, so it's time to move on. Easy way, wallofame.com, and uh, Eric's built up the Easy Way Wall of Fame. It's going like uh, it's just amazing how it's it's spreading. The Easy Way Fam is spreading people just in numerous uh, categories of numerous professions. You got uh, writers, speakers, entertainers, uh, top CEOs, investment strategists, health people. A great family to be with. Uh, it's just a group of good people. And uh, like I said, the Easy Way Wall of Fame and the Easy Way Golden Gala. Reef, you know about that. The uh, oh yeah, awards virtual Golden Gala. That's gonna be that's being put together and tuned up. And, uh, and on the wall of fame, you don't have to worry about censorship because it's all about the love, people. It's all about oh, the it's love good people. in the easy way, yep. fam. Reith, I was just wondering, were you a flower child back in the 60s? Because you, you do hit the love Absolutely. thing a lot and happy. And I could see you walking around in the 60s with the flower and in your hair oh. and the flower dress, right? you remember that? Absolutely. I was definitely a hippie. I was a surfer. I'm a California girl. I did all the trendy stuff in the (laughs) 60s, 70s, 80s. (laughs) Then I came Ah, to myself in the 90s. See, see, you guys, a lot of you guys may have remembered the term Woodstock from books and so on and so forth, or maybe a video. Reef and I were there. Maybe not there, but we no. remember. We remember. But, but I did. I did go to that type of an event in California, and it was a blast. They, well, they they were almost starting to have it with Coachella, but now it shut down for a while. But yeah, I was definitely a hippie. We grew up with Frank Sinatra and Elvis, and we remember when the Beach Boys and the Beatles were brand-new groups. They weren't even out. Absolutely. Yet. There was no Beach Boys yet. There was no uh, – well, Elvis was – yeah, we, that wasn't – we weren't before Elvis, but we, no. we remember the Beatles, and uh, I remember the first uh, time I heard the Beatles, I thought, why would anybody name their group the Beatles? They're not going anywhere, a little bug. <laughs> <laughs> well, needless to say, they, they did all right. Uh, well, my first was concert was the, the Rolling Stones, so, oh, and yeah. I remember Mid Jagger saying, I don't want to be 70 years old singing Satisfaction, but we still <laughs> want to hear Satisfaction, <laughs> what oh, can yeah. I say? Yeah, and uh, no, a lot of those groups, a lot of them want, the people want them to come back. Do you, my first concert was, you probably never heard of it, a group called The Mountain and Joe Cocker, and I didn't particularly want to go to see, but my brother wanted me to go with him. So Joe Cocker in the Mountain, and I actually found one of their albums the other day, Joe Cocker album. And uh, I remember Joe Cocker. I don't remember when he was with the Mountain, but <laughs> I remember Joe Cocker. Yeah, and I saw uh, some of those guys at the Soldiers Field. They're in the back back room, just hanging out. Who was the guy, the main star of? Was it uh, Rolling Stones or? 
who was, who was the main guy in the Rolling Stones back then? Mick Jagger. Uh, Mick has always been the the head of the role, the lead singer for the Rolling Stones. Maybe it was. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, well, probably the Rolling Stones. There, one of those groups was in the back. It was a long, long time ago. Hard to remember. And uh, they were just sitting around having lunch. But yeah, you know, a lot of these groups uh, they still go out and like uh, you remember the, the Righteous Brothers. Uh, Bill Medley still still goes out and about. And uh, but you anyway, look quite a bit was, alike. Yeah, I used to hear that all the time. Uh, I met Bill several times, real nice guy. Went to his uh, little deal with his kids over there. In fact, a good friend of mine lived across the street from Bobby Hatfield. And, uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, it's fun. Yeah, we remember those days. Those were the good old days in the in the 50s and the 60s and the cars and the, and the music we had. It was just a lot of fun. But, uh, oh, yeah. I guess I had that a 1967 uh, GTL. It was actually my mother's car, but I would race it like it was mine. <laughs> now, do, do you remember what GTO stands for? Grand Theft. No. Uh, Grand Theft Auto. No. Grand Turismo Oldmanghetti. That's true. I remember that now. Yeah, Grand Turismo. Yeah, I had the. Uh, I don't know how I had so many cars to. 58 uh, Impala and the 396 Chevelle and Hemi's, all that stuff. We had a we had a big car club called the Coachman. I started started with about five guys, turned into about 40, and we used to go to uh, the uh, raceways, Oswego and places like that. And it was fun. The quarter mile races. They had that out here, you know. They had Orange County Raceway. I don't know if you. Oh, remember I was that. a street. I was a street racer. So we used to street race on on the when the Santa Monica Freeway first got built. It was wide open freeway, and we would do 120 down the 10 freeway down to Bundy where it stopped. Well, this is being recorded, Reese. So I don't know if you want to say that. And past the statute of limitations, I'm sure. <laughs> now there's a little bit of that that went on behind the. Uh... Now, there was a place, a big hamburger place they had called Skip's Fiesta, and it was a popular place on a big intersection. And there was a time they literally, so many people were there, they blocked off the intersection and they did races there. Crazy. And, uh, you know, this was back in 65, I think. But, yeah, they used to race in the streets or behind the uh, industrial complexes. And, you know, like the movies. Mm-hmm. You remember that movie, was it American Graffiti? And, uh, mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was just well, like a matter of fact. Uh, one of the streets that I used to to race on was Exposition Boulevard, and many, many, many years later, I lived on that same strip of 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 Absolutely. street where we used yeah. to race, and I thought that's horrible what we did to those people. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you actually have a fast car yourself? I had the GTO. You had a, you actually had a GTO, but did it have a six cylinder? <laughs> oh, oh no, 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 no. We got the bit. The trick was me and my brother went to the car dealership with my mother. My mother knew nothing about cars. She went to buy a Le Mans, which was the six cylinder, slow moving version of the GTO. Well, we got there, and between us and the salesperson. We convinced her that she needed the GTO. She needed the bigger engine. She needed this car. (laughs) 
And when she brought it home, my stepfather was like, you can't handle this car. And I thought, but I can. (laughs) (laughs) So I did actually drive the GTO. She only kept it for about a year, though, because it was just more car than she could handle. Well, the engine, yeah, it, it, uh, I, I don't think it had a, a six in there, but uh, what it, the engine option was a big, uh, big eight-cylinder. I think it was a 455 uh, cubic inch, and that's what they had back then. They had the 396, the 420. You know, you remember the, my, the, the songs, the Beach Boy songs in that. Right. Uh, the four, was it uh, 396, uh, the uh, 427s, and all those big blocks, and now oh, they yeah, have we, small. I had, I had the big engine, and uh, like I said, the streets were a lot wide, more wide open back in those days, and so you didn't have to worry about all this traffic or hitting people. But we had a good time. Four hundred horses that My, thing delivered. That was a quick car. I give you credit yeah. for doing that. Well, we talked my mother into all kinds of cars. When I was a, even younger, we talked her into a 57 Chevy. So, <laughs> yeah. My mother knew the nothing Chevy's, about uh, cars. Chevy's had the, the really cool 283. And uh, and then, you know, of course, the 327s and the, the big blocks. And the, you go into big 427s and that. But, yeah, the GTO is the Grand Turismo Olamangetti. And if you wanted to go Pontiac or... Uh, you know the, the the one that used to beat everybody, and uh, yeah, I mean you get the Chevy. We used to bore them and stroke them and uh, and beef up the horsepower. You you put new headers on and things like that, new rear end. Uh, you couldn't go on the freeway very well with the high torque, but out of the hole it was really quick. But uh, the one that would beat everybody is if you went to a Dodge dealer and you bought a Hemi. That's what's called yeah. hemispherical heads. The valve covers had the plugs go right in them. And it was a 426 cubic inch with 455 horse. Those things just were the fastest of everything. And yeah. that's the only thing. My friend, my friend that grew up down the street from me, her father was into those muscle cars. And he had a Mustang that was muscle. And he had... Uh, a Hemi, <laughs> beautiful cars, beautiful cars, big engines. Wow. Well, you know, uh, a lot of those cars, uh, I mean, I had, geez, I must have had a dozen. I don't know how I had so many cars in the high school era, but uh, they, uh, some of them were really quick. And then I, I had some interesting ones. Like I had a 65 T-Bird. The interior looked like something out of a spaceship. Uh, that was really cool. I had I had, but, I had a '65 T-Bird, but I believe it was in the '80s when I had my '65 T-Bird. I always wanted one, and so when I was able, I went and bought one, restored, and it was a great car. Like said, wasn't it was that like interior amazing? Oh man, it, it, was, you, it felt like you could live in there. Yeah, it yeah. felt like you could live in there. Rolled and pleated seats and everything. But, you know, some of those mm-hmm. cars today, like I got rid of a couple, and they're really valuable now. I can't believe what the yeah. uh, 58 convertible Impala and uh, the, the 396. And then I see now they're getting pretty good uh, pretty good money for them. I, I, that's an investment, too. We're going to talk about investments in one of the shows here coming up. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. 
well, I'll tell you, that's one. If you but you need you need room. I had a 38 Studebaker Commander before our time. It was mint condition, like a brand new car. That I wish I kept. But on the other hand, what what would you do with it? Where are you going to put it? You know. And you have to insure it. Yeah. Yeah. But with that, uh, I guess we're kind of running out of time here. This is fun. A little nostalgia going back. And uh, little did we, little did you know what you would own today, right? A little, you got a Fiat. Little did you know back in '68, someday you would own a. Oh, I always wanted a Fiat. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted a Fiat. I've always wanted a Fiat. One of those little sport cars ones, not the ones like the one I have now, but the little convertible sports cars. Oh, those yeah. are really nice. But like you said, oh. we need to move on. Uh, we will be back and... next Monday morning, 10 a.m. We will have interesting guests, I'm sure. And, of course, we will have Jim, who is always interesting and full of information. We will rock and roll next Monday morning at uh, 10 o'clock and get ready for the uh, all the broadcasts that are coming out on the Easy Way Wall of Fame. Go to easywaywalloffame.com. And uh, so till uh, till then, Reef. I guess it's sayonara. Uh, 10 it's adios. Avita saying, hasta luego. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Keep moving. Keep the faith. Radio Boomers Live signing out. Are you looking to accelerate your influence? EasyWayWall.com is a new site that allows you to promote yourself, business, brand, and your products as an influencer. You can share your ideas, receive comments, promote and brand yourself with the power of affiliation. Associate yourself and your brand with the power players of today to become leaders of tomorrow. Come and join the EasyWay Wall today. Sign up at wall.easywaybroadcasting.com or text. Thank you for listening to Radio Boomers Live with your hosts, Rita Gray, star Betty White's Off Their Rockers, and EZ's dad, Jim Zuli. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Radio Boomers Live. Radio Boomers Live is brought to you by the Easy Way Broadcasting Network. That's the letter E, the letter Z, Broadcasting Network. <laughs>